Hey guys, it's the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val, and you are listening to the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, The Whole Reffin' Show. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, The Whole Reffin' Show. Dear listeners, friends of the show, boys and girls, boys and girls, it's past your bedtime. I don't care what time you're listening to this. If it's 5 o'clock in the morning, it's past your bedtime. If it's noon and you're at school, it's past your bedtime. I am Darren Beasley, and joining me as always is Perry Smith. Perry, good day to you. Good day to you, or evening, or past your bedtime, or before. Or 5 a.m., or 12 o'clock, noon, lunchtime. Right. You have to eat lunch exactly at 12 noon. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what I do. That's not true, actually. I don't eat lunch until 1.15 p.m. But uh, that's neither here nor there. That's very I that's very what. specific. 1.15. Not, not 1 o'clock or something after 1. It's 1.15. 1.15. Okay. Hey, man. You live by the clock, you die by the clock. Yeah, and you eat by the clock. This is true. I'm an adult, so I eat whenever I'm hungry. Uh... (laughs) Oh, you're a a big dumb animal, isn't he, folks? I got no time constraints, baby. That's how I roll. Dear listeners, welcome to episode 78. It's the first time we've ever done episode 78. This is actually not the first time we've done 78. Uh, (laughs) Believe it or not. But it might be the last. Might be the last time. I, I I swore I would do this one and never do seventy eight ever again. So well, you gotta you gotta keep those swears. You gotta keep those swears in a swear jar. They do. Yes, I gotta keep my swears in a swear jar. What? Sure. I mean, that's what a swear jar is for, right? Right. You keep the it's money nice and put the swear. swears. Put the swears in the jar. Yeah. I, I mean, I can dig it. Okay. We got a lot to dig on the show today here on episode 78 of the whole Reffin Show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame. You know the one, the one that we go to. Let's go to it. Let's go to the Hoff. Let's go to the Hoff. Let's go to the Hoff. And not only are we going, but apparently so is... Kid Rock. Because if anybody belongs in the WWE Hall of Fame, it is Kid Rock. Better than Cindy Lauper. I think you'd agree with no, that. No, no. Okay, no, you would not agree. Okay. Okay, definitely not. Unfortunately, right here as we are going into WrestleMania season, we're on the road to WrestleMania. Some people are actually losing their jobs with the WWE It's always sad when someone gets cut loose, especially when you know they were looking forward to New Orleans, regardless of what their capacity might be. But hey, because WrestleMania week is now the center of all things, it is the nexus of all wrestling realities, these people may find themselves working harder than they would have if they'd have been under their WWE contracts. In addition to that, we announced last week that we would see 205 Live get new belts, Cruiserweight Tag Team Championships. Now NXT set to get a secondary belt, which will carry with it a high amount of prestige anyway. Some bad news for one of the Hardy brothers. 
And it's not the one who's going to delete Bray Wyatt pretty soon. Not the one who is being celebrated for visiting the Hardy compound and bringing out all the ne'er-do-wells that dwell there. Now, turns out Jeff Hardy's got some bad news, and we'll tell you all about it. And also in the news, WrestleMania. Yes, we're going to talk a lot about WrestleMania. We're going to talk a lot about WrestleMania 34, but we've got a tidbit about WrestleMania 35. But never fear, WrestleMania 34 is going to start getting loads of coverage here on the whole Reffin show this week, next week, and the following week. It's going to be more wrestle news and wrestle views about the granddaddy of them all than you can shake a stick at. In fact, it's more than you can shake your booty at. It's the WrestleMania drive by. <laughs> It's the place where Perry and I take the time to catch you up on all the news, all the rumors, all the confirmation of what will happen at WrestleMania. It's the WrestleMania drive-by. I don't recall a segment called WrestleMania drive-by, Darren. I do, however, recall a segment called WrestleMania roundup. Maybe you were uh, not present last year when I was doing the uh, WrestleMania drive-by? Maybe maybe I was absent. Maybe I was out sick that episode because all I recall is the the roundup. Regardless, our listeners are going to hear a lot about WrestleMania 34. uh, And, of course, we got to talk about the fast lane. That's right. On the road to WrestleMania, we find ourselves in the fast lane. No slow lane. We can't drive 55. We're a couple Sammy Hagar's up in this piece. Never call me a Sammy Hagar ever again. That's that's the you're that's the Sammy worst Hagar. thing you could say to a human. That's the worst you're thing a, you could say. You're a Sammy Hagar. I'm Harry. a I'm you're a David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sammy Hagar, which means I'm at. Uh, an overpriced, trendy restaurant, and I'm doing the doink with Guy Fieri. <laughs> right. Aren't Sammy Hagar and Guy Fieri the same person at this point? At this point? Uh, d- don't call Guy Fieri that. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really hate Sammy Hagar. <laughs> well, regardless, he can't drive 55, and neither can we. We're in the fast lane on the road to WrestleMania Dear listeners, so we want to tell you all about the results from Fastlane, tell you how things turned out when Perry and I went head-to-head. Head-to-head. And as the dust settles and we are speeding headlong into the bayou, into the French Quarter, down the Mississippi Delta in New Orleans for WrestleMania 34. But before we get all deep into Cajun territory. I think we should probably take care of those headlines. His name is Kid Kid Rock. I forgot he was alive 
Like, like I, whenever Kid Rock shows up for something, usually it's wrestling related, um, and <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, Kid Rock, <laughs> that's a thing. Well, two things. He doesn't look alive. He really doesn't look that alive. He looks less alive than he should. He he looks he looks an an older Kid Rock looks he, he look he looks like a like like a like a, a tortoise with like a wig. Uh, it, it's a really it's really strange. <laughs> and don't forget a tortoise with a wig and a fedora. Yes, of course, the fedora. The fedora, which was not fashionable when he wore it 20 years ago, and it's still not. <laughs> Especially when it's really small, and it's... and it's. Ugh. You you mean the cherry-poppin' daddies didn't bring fedoras back into fashion? No. No, the cherry-poppin' daddies didn't do it. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy didn't do it. The Big Bad Booty Daddy, Scott Steiner, didn't do it. No. No, no daddies. No daddies brought back any fedoras. And Kid Rock, I, I mean, he's not a kid anymore. Is he Man Rock now? Is he, <laughs> is he Man Mountain Rock? Well, his uh, he, he's Doctor Rock. He, he he didn't go to med school for seven years to be called Kid Rock. Uh, anyway, uh, WWE has brought Kid Rock back into the forefront because uh, they're inducting Kid Rock into their Hall of Fame. So the Hall of Fame class, which looked uh, pretty good, uh, looked pretty good, and then uh, Kid Rock became the celebrity that's going into the Hall of Fame uh, again, snubbing Cindy Lauper. Darren, uh, it makes me furious. I I don't even I'm not even going to get into it. I will say the celebrity wing as a whole is bogus. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm not for it. There are a couple people that belong there. Mr. T totally belongs there. Bob Euchre kind of belongs there. Kind Outside of? of that, I mean, no, absolutely. Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I, I, these there are people in it that I love, like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I used to, he, I used to think that he hung the moon and the stars, and, and he he might have. I'm not, I'm not positive that he didn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, who am I to say? I'm no, <laughs> I'm no astrophysicist. Uh, that being said. Godspeed to Stephen Hawking. Um, I'm, you know, nothing to do with wrestling whatsoever, but a huge inspiration to me in my young life and uh, my adult life as well. So uh, sad to hear of his passing. So the Kid Rock, uh, the kid, the Kid Rock era conjures up uh, images from uh, oh, ugh, American Badass Undertaker and and just just really shitty early two thousands uh, WWE. Um, because I mean, people always hail the uh, the Attitude Era as the best era, and there was definitely a lot of good stuff that came out of that. I mean, you know, uh, Undertaker doing some cool stuff before the American Badass thing. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, you know, kind of hit his stride, hit his prime. The Rock, uh, Mankind's doing some cool stuff until he only wore sweatpants and didn't give a shit. Um, uh, Kane, Kane is in his prime. So I mean, a, a lot of cool things going on. Uh, but a lot of it was garbage, and I think this kind of reminds me of some of the guabage from the Attitude Era. Oh, for sure. For for every like for every Shawn Michaels Undertaker Hell in a Cell, for every Montreal Screw Job, for every Ministry of Darkness, which changed the game, you had Hardcore Holly, you had Fred Durst and Kid Rock hanging around. You know, you you had. <laughs> May Young giving birth to a hand. I mean, right, right. Was not. It was not. The. I mean, 
maybe it was the best of times, but you know, like they say, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. That's true. It was very true. I deeply lament Kid Rock's inclusion um, <laughs> here. And the fact that they actually brought up the biker Undertaker on Raw to to use that as a selling point, it made me want to vomit. Yeah, I, I don't know how anyone That's would be like, oh, oh, that was the best Undertaker, and Kid Rock's responsible for that? Um. <laughs> you know, I got to take this opportunity. This will be probably the first, last, and only time you will ever hear me throw the feminist icon Effie under the bus, but I'm going to do it, and I hope he hears me. Uh-oh. Effie loves the American Badass Undertaker. No, Effie! It's the, it's the only version of the Undertaker that he apparently likes. <laughs> so, hey, guess what? Effie, I love you. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Effie, I love you. You're out. Uh, so Kid Rock going to the Hall of Fame, obviously we have good things to say about that. Effie, very, very happy, he can't wait. <laughs> He'll be at the Hall of Fame, uh, in his Kid Rock t-shirt, so look out for that, folks. Um, so, good news for Kid Rock, uh, however, I, I guess with, with all the Mae Young Classics and, and, uh, Battle Royals that take place at, uh, WrestleMania, uh, they kind of realize there's a lot of ladies on staff. So we need to cut a couple of them, which isn't cool, uh, because one of the two is is someone that I actually thought was a very talented wrestler. I'm talking about Abby Laith, a.k.a. Kimberly. Uh, Abby Laith no longer uh, with the company, Darren. It hurts my heart. Yeah, that's that's too bad. I, uh, I know that we talked about it on this show many, many moons ago at this point. The match that we were lucky enough to see from the first row at NXT Live uh, we saw a match between Kimberly and Ruby Riot, who at that time was going by her real name, Dory Prang. Prang. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were lucky enough to see that match and were absolutely floored. I still, I, that's that match is in my top ten all time women's matches. Wow. And you know, it was a it was a a non brand. And even uh, Kimberly was still going by Kimberly and not Abby Lath. So and not I, and not and not Kimberly Aloysius. <laughs> Kimberly Aloysius Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> no, we actually had a non-branded Ruby Riot and a non-branded Abby Lath at a house show. And was it the opener? Uh, that was like the second or third match in, but I mean it. The, it was early. But that Early match, night. well, that match happened, and you and I kind of looked at each other in the middle of the match and said, "Like, like this is really good." And then it ended, and it was like that was that was much better than it needed to be. Like that that right. match that match was way too good that it had like any business being. Um, so like from that point on, I mean, I, I'd already been on board with uh, you know Dory Prang, aka uh, Heidi Lovelace, aka Ruby Riot, but I was really on board with uh, Kimberly, aka Kimberly. Aloysius Frankenstein, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Abby Lath. So I was looking forward to seeing uh, Abby Lath uh, do some some cool stuff. However, uh, not, not to be. Uh, so that, that's very unfortunate for her. Um, also, Sage Beckett, another woman uh, who was involved in the Mae Young Classic, uh, didn't quite have the, uh, the, the presence that Abby Lath had. Abby Lath actually made it pretty far in there. Uh, Sage Beckett... 
Uh, we saw a couple house shows. They didn't really do a whole lot with her. She was with Lana. I, I think maybe if Lana were still wrestling, she would have been kind of a kind of a Rusev managery uh, version, basically a, a female Rusev manager for Lana. But obviously, Lana needs more wrestling training, or I don't know if she's going to wrestle ever again or what. Because um, that's what I looked at at the house shows that we went to. Um, but uh, I guess without that happening, they didn't know what to do with her. I don't know what happened there. I don't, I don't know enough about Stage Beck to even pretend to know why. I will speculate, though, and say that these two girls aren't cookie cutter. They don't quite fit the, the diva shape. And I wonder if that has anything to do with it. Well, you know, honestly, it might. I don't think it does in NXT. But I think if, you know, Vince or or whomever, I don't know really, you know, does Vince just listen to Triple H and, and just say, okay, when you tell me they're coming up from NXT, they're coming up from NXT. Or does Vince, because we know Vince doesn't watch NXT, does Vince send other people other than Hunter down to watch NXT and then give him feedback. If that's the case, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all that Vince McMahon himself may have cut these girls for not being uh, cookie cutter diva type. Um, but at the same time, it surprises me because God Lee, look at the roster right now. I mean, there, the, there is a, a, a huge variety of girls of, of shapes and sizes and, and colors, and when I say colors, I mean hair colors, and uh, <laughs> right. skill levels and move sets. I mean, there's a lot going on there. Um, I don't know. It would surprise. It would. It would and wouldn't surprise me. Like historically speaking, it wouldn't surprise me that they were cut for bullshit reasons like that. Uh, but in current terms, I would. I would be surprised. Are you saying that that WWE nowadays and NXTs? specifically is not fixated on looks like they used to be nxt is not um wwe it's arguable oh is that why nxt purchased uh brand new breast implants for peyton royce and billy k darren beasley <laughs> see to me that that headline was very surprising that wwe see if, if this were 10 years ago i wouldn't have batted an eyelash at that However, NXT sure. now, WWE now, purchased breast implants for Peyton Royce and, and Billy Kay. I was very like, this isn't Hooters. Like, just go out there and fucking wrestle. Like, what are you doing? Like, I, I, to me, that was very surprising. I also noticed that on NXT this week, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay made it back into the uh, intro graphic, like the intro package. Nice. And because uh, they had been all but invisible for weeks maybe even months right uh obviously not appearing on the programming but not even appearing in the marketing and uh but there they were back in the intro package and i was like oh yep to me there they are with with four new giant boobs <laughs> now, to me if 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 they were gonna because you know peyton royce billy care are gonna make it onto the to raw or smackdown at some point it's only a matter they of time have. It's only a matter of time. For me, I would have waited until they were done with NXT. Then they would have had the operations, and then they would have just shown up on Raw or SmackDown. Um, th th that way it would have been less noticeable. As it is now, all the NXT people are like, we're Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Oh, they're back. Hey, wait a minute. And another thing is, 
it's almost like because of that weird absence, the ship has sailed on them. I mean, we're talking about a full-blown Ember Moon, Shayna Baszler feud. Dakota Kai is figuring heavily into that now. And uh, they're really starting to do stuff with Lacey Evans. And so now, all, and you know, they, they, they're still insane about Kyrie Sane, pun intended. And, uh, no, 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 she's sane. She's, <laughs> she's not crazy. So where, you know, unless Peyton Royce and Billy Kay come back in to like, you know, come in and like ruin all that from the top down, you're almost starting over with them. And that's kind of weird. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, and we'll move on from that because uh, we have a lot more to talk about, um, is that they're, they're always kind of put out there more like a tag team. Than like individuals who wrestle, so I never see them as like a women's champion because it seems like they're supposed to be women's tag team champions. But anyway, I I, I love them. I think they're great. You know that I've always said good things about them on the show. Again, very surprised about the whole you know breast enlargements and WWE paying the bill for it. Um, but hey, you know what? I guess if it's if it boosts their morale, then then hey, why not? But that's kind of like getting Randy Orton ass implants because. He feels like his body isn't quite getting... I, I don't know. Like, th- that's comparable, right? Well, or more comparable would be like giving Randy Orton breast implants. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too comparable. Um, anyway. A so, little too on the nose. A little too on the breast implant. A, a little maybe. little too on the breast implant. Um, anyway, so Abby Layeth and Sage Beckett, best, uh, best wishes... Uh, I think Sage Beckett mentioned something about being done with wrestling in general. Um, but uh, Abby Lath, I'm sure, is going to go back to wrestling in the Indies and hopefully do some stuff in Florida and Georgia, which means you can see her. Yeah, absolutely. I know, well, I know she's doing a lot in New Orleans. She's got a really busy WrestleMania week. Uh, as I alluded to in the, in the intro to the show today, uh, I know that Abby Lath, or Kimberly, that is, look for her as Kimberly these days. Uh, is booked up for uh, for New Orleans in a few weeks, so good for her. Nice, kind of kind of hit the ground running. Very nice. But also in NXT land, we are going to see. It's been rumored about, and now we're finally going to see it delivered. That is the NXT North American Championship to make its debut at Takeover New Orleans. That's right, a brand new second-tier championship for NXT. So they're not only fighting for the NXT championship, we now have a second belt on the show for the men to fight over, and it's the NXT North American Championship. I think it's kind of a cool uh, choice. What do you think? Technically, it's a third belt if you count the UK championship, which which does get defended from time to time. Um, but it seems like only people from the UK can have that belt. Does that mean only people from North America can have this belt? Uh, it certainly could be. I like this choice, though. This is a classic old-school wrestling name. It's the type of name you give to a belt. There's God, there's a hundred indie organizations in the United States right now that have North American championships. And so I think NXT going with it is a nice nod to the legacy of pro wrestling. And NXT does that so much better, so much better than Raw and SmackDown do. I mean, when Raw and SmackDown had this opportunity a few years ago, what did they come up with? The Universal title? (laughs) 
which has been mocked incessantly from the moment it was first mentioned. Well, they had to make a belt that sounded bigger than the world title. So obviously universal sound sounds pretty big. So I, I, I get that. I understand, but and and I know the WWE wants to be innovative. It wants to be look forward-looking and not backward-looking. But sometimes you need to remember what the hell you are. <laughs> and like heritage and legacy don't have it doesn't you know everybody that becomes so critical of the word nostalgia and anything that is nostalgic. Well, first of all, I disagree with that. People love nostalgia, so go for it. But even if you don't want to call it nostalgia, call it legacy, call it homage, call it heritage, call it what you will. North American Championship is a nice, backward-looking uh, homage, and I think it's a cool name for that title. It, it sounds a little N-W-A-E, which I like. It does. It does. I, I, I know, I know. But, I mean, it's, it's, I, I, I love that it's like, a, it's like an area belt. Like, the Western Hemisphere title. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. But whatever. Uh, so that's cool. It's it's nice to have more titles on NXT, obviously, to elevate more talent. Um, having a belt always looks good in the resume, and it gives people something to fight about instead of like, I don't like you very much, yeah? Well, let's get in that ring and shadow this. You know, that, that can't be everyone's reason um, for, for fighting, so... Well, uh, if there if there were people that are talking like that, I hope they're feuding over the uh, the new NXT Wild Wild West championship. <laughs> well, it is Orlando. It gets a little a uh, little dicey down there sometimes if you if you veer off the paved roads. Um, so yeah, good news for NXT. Oh, oh bad news! Uh, I I love this seg- I love this segue. Uh, bad news for Jeff Hardy. Uh, Jeff Hardy. Uh, who is still suffering from his injuries. Uh, actually, he might be coming back uh, fairly soon, but maybe not now because Jeff Hardy uh, was arrested and charged with DWI. Uh, DWI, Darren. Now, that's not the same as DIY. <laughs> <laughs> Damn no, it. I wasn't trying to do that. <laughs> DIY. No, no, he was not arrested for being a tag team partner. <laughs> With Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Okay, so so not that, and not not DUI. DWI is something else. What is DWI? I forget. DWI is driving while impaired. Okay. The impairment was alcohol, though, right? Uh, that's the initial report. I guess maybe they're. I don't know if they did blood work on on the guy. That's the only way you'd have to do a toxicology report like immediately like you'd have to do some tests and then run those tests i don't know if that was done so there was definitely alcohol involved that's for sure that was the impairment uh in question now i don't i i am no legal expert i don't know what the difference between you're nothing you're, you're you're nothing you're not a legal expert you're not an astrophysicist like like tell me things that you're qualified to talk about there <laughs> Well, let's see. What did I what did I lecture about today? What did I I could talk about uh I talked about the New Deal, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's New Deal. Which was a bad deal, by the way. Let's talk about that. No. No, what are you talking about? Hey, to each his own. I I'm I'm not I'm not a, a history teacher, Darren, so I don't see see that's how it works. <laughs> no, you're nothing. You're nothing. <laughs> you're not a history teacher. Well you're not one thing, so you're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. And you're not. 
You're not a you're not a pumpkin. I appreciate okay. that. Um, and neither is Jeff Hardy. I, <laughs> that's the worst segue ever. That's that's really good. I like it a lot. Our our fans love this show. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing that our fans do love this show. Because <laughs> otherwise, I don't know if they'd ever survive it. But Jeff Hardy, come on, bud. Like, you got to do better than that. You know, you're, here you are. Your physical therapy was going great. Coming back from an injury and at your age, especially the high-risk uh, style you've wrestled for 20-plus years, you, you, you've still got your health for the most part. You're riding uh, the crest of this very high wave that you and your brother started in TNA a couple years ago and somehow has finally broken through into WWE. Uh, not only were you guys getting cheered not doing the broken stuff in your WWE return, now you're about to return probably as Brother Nero and be a, a big part of this new broken universe in the WWE. And then, I mean, come on, just just don't, just just don't. Just call an Uber. Like, just call, just, Uber. Just call an Uber, man. Come on. Anyway, regardless of uh, the reality here, why it happened, how it happened, uh, you know, I don't know. Again, not there. Not, there's another thing I'm not. I'm not omnipresent. Right. Uh, and and just, just call an Uber. This, by the way, I want to bring up our new sponsor, Uber, on the show. Uh, so the, <laughs> the answer to all the problems the wrestlers are having is just call an Uber. Uh, just call Uber. Abby Lath, I'm sorry that you lost your job. Just call Uber. Just Uber, man. Why you Uber? Kid Rock, uh, something, something Uber. <laughs> Take an Uber off the Grand Canyon. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Don't do that to that poor Uber driver. That's true. It's not Uber. Hey, it's not <laughs> Uber's fault that Kid Rock sucks. Kid, Kid, Kid Rock is driving the Uber. That's what he does uh, at his downtime. <laughs> uh, again, Uber... For all your Uber needs. Uh, WrestleMania 35. Speaking of locations to get to. WrestleMania 35 already has a location. It's going to be in New Jersey next year. New Jersey. What does that mean for you, Darren? Uh, that means that I'm going to book my Uber right now. <laughs> you get an Uber all the way from South Georgia to New Jersey. It would cost $7 trillion. Uh, well, I, I've got a year to save up, a year and three weeks to save up, because WrestleMania 35 is going to return to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, the home of the New York football giants and the New York Jets. This was the site of WrestleMania 29, so here they are coming back six years later. Similar to this year. New Orleans only four years after the last time they were in New Orleans. Vince likes his big stadiums. He likes big stadiums, and he cannot lie. <laughs> you you other uh, Federation owners can't deny. You can't. Uh, so, you know, I, I've never been in the stadium. Uh, I missed WrestleMania 29, uh, unfortunately. Uh, we uh, I think uh, you and I were just about ready to attend a wedding. Uh, of one of our good friends, and that's why we were not able to uh, save up the uh, extra extra dough. And so I don't know. I, uh, I I definitely would like to continue the streak uh, of attending as many uh, WrestleManias as possible. I think I'll go ahead and get on Uber and start looking 
Start looking at rates for uh, a year and three weeks from now. I highly recommend that because Uber is the best. You know, I tell you what, uh, the rumor for WrestleMania 36 now is uh, a spicy mitt of all uh, to me. Um, through no WWE revelation whatsoever, just word coming out of Atlanta, Fulton County, apparently WrestleMania 36 is highly rumored to be returning to Atlanta oh. in the new Mercedes-Benz Stadium, downtown Atlanta, directly next door to the Georgia Dome, which held WrestleMania 27. The brand-new Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, apparently part of the deal that Atlanta brokered, with I don't know if they brokered it with the banks, with uh, these organization owners, with Mercedes-Benz or whomever, but apparently there is in writing that uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta would host three major events in the first three years of its operation. The first being the NCAA College Football Playoff National Championship game. That happened this year. Apparently the Super Bowl will be there next year, which would leave 2020 open for WrestleMania to return. So... That'd be pretty exciting. WrestleMania 27, not one of the best manias. But it was in my backyard in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, so I'd like to see it return to Atlanta. That'd be kind of fun. Right. And that's a lot to look forward to in two years. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, WrestleMania 34, however, is upon us, Darren. We are so close to it. We can feel it. Uh, Fastlane is now done, which means all sights are set on WrestleMania 34. And we got some news about 34. We got a couple matches that have been announced so far. Uh, you know what? And, and this the, this WrestleMania information, it's too big for the headlines, Darren. Too big. It needs its own segment. That's right, everyone. It's time for our WrestleMania Roundup. <laughs> And by that, of course, you mean WrestleMania Drive-By. That's very interesting that you see it that way. Because it's actually a WrestleMania Roundup. It's it's funny. It's funny that you put it that way. It it really is. I I find a great deal of humor in it. uh, But I'll just have to say that we will agree to disagree. And let's go ahead and get started talking about the WrestleMania drive-by. All right, then. Well, uh, one big match that was announced and then (laughs) denounced... At WrestleMania 34. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Fabulous Moolah. Her uh, her Battle Royal was to take place, much in the style of the Andre Battle Royal, which takes place at WrestleMania. Um, however, people made a big stink. that This would be a Battle Royal that only existed for the women's division in all of WWE and NXT. Uh, based a lot of people on the roster, it would give them a chance to... to to show their stuff on the, the grandest stage of the mall, WrestleMania. Uh, however, a lot of people not too happy about Fabulous Moolah, uh, her, her name being attached to it, because apparently a lot of people have negative things to say about Fabulous Moolah. This was new to me. This was very new to me, Darren. Yeah, I, I, apparently it's, it is brand new to a lot of people. Now, it's relatively new to me. It's not brand new. 
I heard some of the stuff about Moolah coming out about two, three, two, three, no more than four years ago. So still relatively new compared to having watched wrestling and followed it intensely for almost 30 years now. Three, four years, still pretty new to me. Wow. But I'm surprised about people that are like literally just learning about it like today. No, that was me. Like when <laughs> I was the guy that read the headline and went, oh, so <laughs> that's that. Well, yeah, okay. So to go back for just one second, though, the, the match is still happening. It is a women's battle royal that will be happening, much like the Andre the Giant battle royal for the men, at WrestleMania. Now, in the same way that they attached Andre the Giant's name to add, a, you know, a nice homage to Andre and some legitimacy and some purpose to that battle royal for the men, they tried to do the same thing with the women. And because they had already used Mae Young for the Mae Young Classic, and really, there's nobody left. Now, there's plenty of people left. Rockin' Robin, hello. Hey, honestly, you could do that. But the the reality is that they want somebody very old and, like, almost untouchable. The problem is they picked the worst option possible because one thing that's been talked about for years and years is that moolah there's a reason she was the women's champion for three or four decades and that was that she absolutely held everyone down i mean she was john cena before john cena was john cena i mean, I mean or, she, or hulk hogan before hulk hogan was hulk hogan i mean a lot of champions that 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 were that were long-running champions are guilty of this to, you know, some some more severely than others. You know, from from one degree to another. Uh, yeah, and and I, I, she's Hogan and Cena all wrapped up in one, and then some. I mean, the, those dudes never, <laughs> those dudes never held a championship for over thirty years. I mean, Jesus Christ, on a cracker. Am I right? <laughs> right. And then, I, mean, had, I mean, Cena may have held the belt thirty times, but not for thirty years. No. Right. So that's bad enough, right? That, that's unethical. That's unprofessional. That's just shitty. But does that make you a criminal? Does that make you an awful person? Probably not. It probably makes you a bad coworker and uh, makes you a little unprofessional. But uh, no, 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 no. Apparently it was a lot more to Fabulous Moolah's story. Uh, as the sort of queen, like almost literally, legitimately, queen of women's wrestling uh not just in new york not just in the wwwf and later the wwf but really all of women's wrestling this woman fabulous moolah sits on top of the whole thing she trains women she takes them in she gets them booked she holds them under her thumb and then this is where it gets really strange apparently she was a sex trafficker Oh, she was a madam. I mean, right? Like, and uh, yeah, and maybe I don't know the difference between a madam and a pimp, but madam is what I would call her. But the only word I'm reading anywhere is pimp. Everybody's calling her a pimp. So whatever you want to call it. So, so she, she, she's a horrible person beyond keeping talent back. You know, I mean, back in the old days, there was a lot of, I mean, it seemed like a lot of stuff like that. Now they'll, 
the, the, the women are having, you know, weird sexual advan advances on them or getting into sex situations. A lot of male wrestlers are kind of having that happen, too, with, with you know, some of the, the higher-ups organization, Pat Patterson. Um, and, but it's, it's interesting because, I mean, there, there are stories and there are names. You know, Pat Patterson gets mentioned a lot about, oh, he did weird stuff. JBL gets mentioned a lot about, oh, he did weird stuff. This is the first time that WWE said, well, this is going to happen with so-and-so's name. And and everyone went, no, because that person, that human being is garbage. So, no. And, you know, no, you're right. You're right. And, you know, what the most interesting thing that I find about this whole situation, the the, the outcry was immediate. There were petitions that, that went out. There was, uh, you know, an explosion of... Uh, uh, of naysayers on Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. And all of it was targeted at WWE. And at least for the first 24, 36 hours, zero response. WWE did not respond at all. Do you know when WWE responded? When? After Snickers told them to. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Snickers, yeah. As Snickers, as the main sponsor for WrestleMania apparently got enough negative emails to the, to Mar, to the Mars company, the parent company of Snickers, uh, that they put pressure on WWE, that they, like, today's version of an open letter is basically uh, to be tweeted at. And Snickers said, we are sure, and I'm paraphrasing here, but Snickers tweeted something to the effect of, we are sure that our partner WWE would condemn these actions by uh, removing her name, blah, 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 blah. And so they did. Of course well, they that, will when know. pressure is on. Of course they do. Of well, because WWE will always do the right thing when the pressure is forcing them to do the right thing. Well, WWE will always do the right thing when it comes to dollars and cents. Mm -hmm. Because money talks... And bullshit walks. This is true. How can bullshit walk? That's slang, huh? I don't know. I don't know. I've never seen it. That's actually just that's speculation. Well, I was quoting Twins, uh, the the happy comedy uh, with some action in it, and it's hard to classify what Twins actually is. Starring Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger, who you said you quote hung the moon and stars on once before. Um, and you didn't even know that I quoted twins to you just now. And I question you, Darren. I question your validity in life. Well, all I can say is tonight, tonight <laughs> is your night, bro. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. All right. You redeemed yourself. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah, WrestleMania, though, is shaping up. Uh, it won't be the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, but it will just be the Women's Battle Royal, uh, which does take some steam away from the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, whatever. Uh, but what, what one cool thing that might happen, one cool thing that might happen, Darren, is something that you mentioned a while ago. Huh? What, what was one match that you said would have been cool but was impossible because they were on different brands? We might see Absolution and the Riot Squad face off. Ah, there yes, you yes, go. yes. I'll tell you how to think, monkey. <laughs> now, that'll be good. I I'm anxious to see a lot of things uh, in, in this Battle Royal. Because unlike the Royal Rumble, which was really great, 
everybody's in it at the very beginning. So we don't have to worry that, oh, man, it would have been cool to see them face off, but they were eliminated 15 minutes ago. Everything is possible in a, in a battle royal because everybody starts at the same time. Well, while this match is very controversial uh, because of its name and only because of its name, I'm sure the rest of the card will get more and more controversial in the next few weeks. But let's go through them real quick right now just to let you know where they are. And it'll be interesting. Keep up with it, just like us, dear listeners. Help us keep up with how these matches may change over the next few weeks and see what kinds of controversy may build up around them. So the Women's Battle Royal, also the Andre Battle Royal, that's for the men on the show. Uh, so far we got uh, Shane McMahon and Dolph Ziggler teaming up to take on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. That was announced uh, shortly after SmackDown this week. It seems a little weird because I thought we were going to see Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at WrestleMania, which is what I would much rather see. Uh, from what I hear, it was originally supposed to be Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan uh, decided if he wasn't going to be allowed to wrestle his kind of match or really do much at all, he, he just vetoed it. He vetoed his participation. And that's how Dolph ends up having a having a... Uh, some way to not be in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Right, and this is great because none of these guys want this match to happen at all. Uh, we now have... Especially us two guys. We, yes. We uh, we now have uh, official uh, confirmation since Fastlane's ending. Bit of a spoiler alert for our Fastlane head-to-head. Head-to-head. AJ Styles will take on Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, for that WWE uh, championship on SmackDown. Very cool. Uh, Roman Reigns taking on Brock Lesnar, which that whole thing is is becoming less and less interesting. Roman Reigns is calling out Lesnar. Lesnar's not showing up the show, which is totally a work now. They're basically saying, oh, no, they love it when you're not here, Lesnar. Um, so now Vince McMahon decides to get involved, and he suspends Roman Reigns. So it's like, why would you have both your people off TV when you're trying to build up your your main event for WrestleMania, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Perry, I feel like I've had a stroke. Yeah, well... I feel like I've had a stroke and I'm watching uh, Insanity. Uh, and, and, and it's insane because my brain can't process it. But no, no, it's the reality. Yeah, the only one who wants Let's this match is Vince McMahon. Event. Yeah. That's it. Let's give them a match they don't want and not build to it. Right. What? The only person who cares about this match is Vince McMahon, who came out on Raw and spoke very in very hushed tones. Uh, and there was actually a "We can't hear you" chant from the audience because you could not hear <laughs> you couldn't hear what Vince McMahon was saying on the microphone. You want to go on that I know what I like afternoon. Ham sandwich is what I had. Is, is literally what he said. I heard, I heard something about a sandwich. Yeah, he, he something about a ham sandwich. Vince, when are they going to take Vince off TV? I'm sorry, but the skin on his face is now about six or seven different <laughs> colors. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know how to follow up with that. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Braun Strowman has punched his ticket to WrestleMania. He won the tag team battle royal on Raw. He, did. he is going to go on to fight Sheamus and Cesaro, the bar, at WrestleMania, which further proves my point, which is 
Raw does not give a shit about their tag teams. Um, and yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say because that's kind of the proof is in the pudding kind of a thing. They should have, they should care about their tag teams. They should they have the Hardy boys. They have Anderson and Gallows. They have the revival. That's just for starters. No, no. Braun Strowman. <laughs> the tag team of See, Braun is, and Strowman. And and not only does this shit all over the tag division and it shits all over Sheamus and Cesaro if Strowman wins, but it shits all over Strowman if he loses or wins because this doesn't have anything to do with anything. Nah, it's not really anything. Also another match that was made official at Fastlane, uh, Asuka, following Charlotte's match, came out and officially challenged Charlotte Flair for her SmackDown Live Women's Championship belt at WrestleMania. So officially now we have Charlotte versus Asuka. That is the match that I want to see. That is a match that I think everybody wants to see. And that proves my point. I told you they did not in the at the end of at the end of all of this they did not want Alexa versus Asuka. That was not going to be a WrestleMania match, and I was right about that. It's now Asuka versus Charlotte, and then that's going to be a much better match anyway. Well, let's face it. Um, in the meantime, though, Alexa Bliss is fucking burying Asuka on Raw, and it's it's hard to watch. Obviously, Asuka's not going to have you know witty repartee. You know, he's <laughs> not going to be able to hit uh, Alexa Bliss back verbally. So you need a you need Asuka to just beat the shit out of Alexa Bliss. Just kick her in the face one good time. That's all you need. That's all you need. Because it's, it it's between Nia Jax beating up on Asuka and Mickey James, you know, almost beating Asuka on Raw. Uh, I, th- I think next week it's supposed to be Alexa Bliss versus Asuka and just like an exhibition match. But it's just like, oh my God. Um, <laughs> which obviously Nia Jax will probably cost Alexa Bliss the win. That way the belt stays on Alexa. Asuka's streak stays intact. And it sets up Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Makes sense. Um, sure. Which has already kind of been set into motion due to what happened on Raw, where Alexa Bliss and Mickie James were putting down Nia Jax with a camera and microphone in front of them. Um, that whole thing went on way too long. Um, anyway, uh, we also have The Miz defending his Intercontinental Championship against Seth Rollins and Finn Balor in a triple threat match. Um, which is cool. It, it's um, I'm a little worried though. It's it's starting to look like there's going to be a triple threat match for the U.S. title um, against uh, Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, and uh, Jinder Mahal at this point. So it's kind of like, please don't just mirror them like you mirror them with everything else. Please, it's weird. Um, and also, it's starting to look like there's going to be a triple threat for the SmackDown tag titles. Right. Yeah, they're going to have to watch and- that. Too much, too, too you much. You can't just put them all in the show, guys. It doesn't work that way. And also, of course, we have the mixed tag match, Triple H and Stephanie taking on Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey, which looks really, really cool on paper until you think, wait a minute. Okay, Triple H is an old wrestler. Okay, Kurt Angle is an old wrestler. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, is, is just a, a lady <laughs> who maybe has uh, some muscle on her body. Uh, Ronda Rousey is a former UFC champion. Okay, it, it's a little, a little off balance. Little off balance. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. That that's a good combination anymore because obviously Rousey has to get the win. But I think eighty percent of the match is going to be Triple H versus Angle, right? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I hope it is because that's kind of a match I'd like to see. You know, I 
Uh, I've been trying to watch some some of the past year's WrestleManias to get myself uh, in that in that spirit. And watching the uh, showdown between Triple H and Stephanie and Ronda Rousey and The Rock from WrestleMania 31 uh, in the San Francisco Bay Area, the thought that for one second we might see Triple H versus The Rock, you know, in 2015, that got really exciting. That's the match this is supposed to be. I, I feel like this is, is what the match was supposed to be. Oh, it, it most definitely is. Right, but Rock's making, like, Jumanji 2 and all kinds of stuff, so... Fast and the Furious 37. Um, so, uh, hey, Kurt Angle's here. Well, let's get him on the card. So, that, that's that. So, it, it, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm not shitting on the idea of it, but I, I feel like it, it should just be what it was supposed to be, which is the Rock and Rousey versus uh, Triple H and Stephanie. But Now, those are the matches as they are confirmed right now. They are subject to change. Hell, they're probably subject to change up to the day of. But... These are the ones that at least have been announced or the wheels are, are turning, the, 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 the planets have aligned and everything is starting to uh, come together to say that this is your WrestleMania card. But you know that's not it. There's probably five, six, seven more matches that have to be booked on this thing. I know they have to finish the Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. And then, of course, there's the matter of John Cena and The Undertaker. Are we going to see it or are we not? Well, you we can't see, see it, it, Darren. I always have to remind you that you can't see it. Oh, God! <laughs> least favorite reminder. <laughs> Actually, my least favorite reminder is when somebody says, Roman Reigns. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's angry mean. Uh, well, yeah, Cena, Cena cut a pretty big promo on Taker on the last Raw. Actually, a really good promo. And, and people can always say negative things about Cena, and people have a lot of negative things to say about Cena, but man, that guy can promo, and he he really got the uh, the crowd into it. Uh, his calling out the Undertaker, it's 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 uh, it's interesting. I I don't necessarily want to see the match happen. I, I I think people will think like, yeah, because again, it sounds good on paper. But then like, it's like, oh god, but if it actually happened, like it, if Cena wins, <laughs> if Cena wins, and it's just like, ugh, feather on Cena's cap. Uh, but, you know, another loss for Taker. So I, I don't even know what to think at this point. WWE, tell me what to think, because I don't want to think for myself anymore. Yeah, I definitely don't. I, I love The Undertaker, but uh, d- I, I don't know, man. I, I, I thought after <laughs> seeing that, I mean, seriously, dude. I like I, I love The Undertaker. He's in my all-time top five. He absolutely is. There's no... There's no amount of new wrestlers over the next however long I still watch wrestling in my life, uh, which is basically however many years I have left to live. Uh, there's no way anybody's ever going to push Taker out of that top five. But do I want to see him wrestle anymore? No. Like, how many years are we now where he's wrestling one time a year? And at this point, not only wrestling one time a year, appearing one time a year. I mean, I remember the the build-up to WrestleMania 31 with Bray Wyatt. He did not appear for 365 days. <laughs> and this was following the loss to Lesnar. The loss could have been made into something brilliant, brilliant television. Dealing with the loss, dealing with the end of the streak, all of that. They did none of it. 
It just he just came out. Here I am. I'm back. Okay, let's wrestle, Bray. <laughs> I, I heard that Effie really liked my motorcycle part where I was on a motorcycle for a while. It was a disaster. Everything the Undertaker has done was a disaster in the last several years, except for. <laughs> I'm serious. And I love The Undertaker, dude, but come on. The only cool thing he has done in the last six years was disappearing down that ramp at the end of WrestleMania 33 last year. Right. And, and it was cool because it was the very end of a crazy long show. And everybody thought we were really watching the, the end, you know, the end of all things Undertaker. I was hoping because it's kind of like you won't get a better send off than that. So no. not now he can never leave. If he comes back, he can never leave. So that's the way it is. Uh, I know. I know. Calm down. So we'll see what happens there. Odds are the match will happen. You don't have this much talk about the match. They should have just had Strobe and Cena. Just, just fucking have that match. That's totally fine. Um, I, I don't know why they have to have to do all this other stuff. Taker may or may not want this match to even happen. I know it's what he wanted last year, but that was a year ago. And uh, anywho, so that's it for the WrestleMania roundup. We appreciate you guys stopping by. We appreciate you stopping by for the drive by. <laughs> I don't know. Again, I don't know who that is. However, I do know that WWE this past Sunday did have one last hurrah before the biggest hurrah of them all with WrestleMania 34 coming down the turnpike. They had to cruise in the fast lane. And Darren and I, we went head to head. Head to head. With our predictions on who would come out victorious and who would come out slow-torious. <laughs> Out of the fast lane. Oh, God. Just ring the bell. This past Sunday in Columbus, Ohio, WWE pulled over into the fast lane uh, for WWE SmackDown Live's fast lane pay-per-view slash network exclusive. It is the final stop before WrestleMania, Darren. Final stop. So, obviously, a lot of new things had to happen. No! Nothing happened! <laughs> Nothing really <laughs> happened um, because I think the matches are more or less set. I will say this, though, Darren. I will say this because you and I discussed this when we talked about our first, you know, our initial head-to-head. Head-to-head. I wasn't too enthusiastic about it. I, I, I borderline didn't even care about this pay-per-view at all. But I have to say I'm going to have to eat my lunch here uh, at 1.15, around the time that you do. We found out earlier in the episode. <laughs> Um, it was actually a really good pay-per-view. I enjoyed the hell out of every single match. I, I think everyone kind of put on their, uh, they, they put out their best because they want to be considered for WrestleMania, you know, in case they were on the fence of whether they'd be involved or not. But, it, I mean, every single match I thought was, was good. I thought, I thought it was well-booked matches and uh, really good performances. How did you feel about it? I agree. The matches are good because the matchups are good because the talent is good. There you go. It's, it's a good card on paper. And they carried it out well because these are professionals who give a shit about what they do. So 
I don't know. It's a testament to the talent. It's a testament to their uh, professionalism that a show that is a complete afterthought, completely unnecessary, turned out to be pretty good. Absolutely. No, no, absolutely. Well, we'll start the pay-per-view off with uh, the, 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 the before the start-off, which is the kickoff, uh, the pre-show going into uh, the actual PPV itself. Uh, we had a six-man tag. We had Brazongo and Ty Dillinger taking on Mojo Raleigh and Gables and Benjamin. And uh, old, old, old Ed of Green Gable. <laughs> Chad Gable. <laughs> Uh, I thought of that just now, but uh, six-man tag, uh, I, I guess Chad Gable and Benjamin are heels, so they're healing up with Mojo. Does that make any sense to you? Is that is that accurate? Uh, it doesn't. I, I don't recognize them. As, I don't identify with them as heels. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I don't. Mojo, I like as a heel. Mojo, I'm really digging this heel Mojo, And uh, but then again, I'm a sucker for Mojo Rawley, but... I know. Heel Mojo works for me. I also like like uh, kind of like whipped dog, like put upon of uh, Fandango, like where he's standing there and he's kind of gyrating his hips and nervously nodding affirmatively, like yeah, let's wrestle. But like he's intimidated. Like it, he wears it well. There's a lot of good facials going on from Fandango. Uh, during during the backstage segment that sets this match up, I really was into it. Yeah, I mean they're, they're all Brazongo is all about the performance aspect of uh, wrestling, which I appreciate. And uh, it's it's almost uh, it's almost sad because again you forget how good a wrestlers they are. Also, um, but I, but I mean they're much over they're much more over for their presentation than their wrestling these days. And uh, that's probably WWE's fault. But anyway, uh, the, it is. It is. Anyway, the faces go over on the heels. Evil is vanquished. Uh, Mojo, who we thought was being pushed to the moon, apparently is being pushed to the cellar, and uh, <laughs> the door is being really? locked and behind then, him. Meanwhile, Ty Dillinger, who we think lives in the bottom of a barrel that <laughs> Vince McMahon shits in. <laughs> Uh, he gets the victory here. He actually gets the pinfall. <laughs> at the bottom, the bottom of the barrel that Vince McMahon shits on. Not in, he shits on the top. Um, and <laughs> Ty Dildrath just smell his shit. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Well, uh, that's it for your pre-show. Obviously, we've said good things about it. Uh, don't you want to go watch it? <laughs> Uh, so that takes us into the actual event itself. Once we're into the show proper, we get the fight over what day it is. Is it Nakamura Day? Is it Rusev Day? I don't know. Uh, uh, our, our listeners know how much we both love Shinsuke Nakamura. And, you know, I'm quite taken with Rusev. I, I don't know that I love him being a full-blown comedy gimmick, but he does it. He does a good job with it. His t-shirt sales don't lie. That's true, and I want that shirt. It's one of the few shirts that I actually want to purchase. I want to get on the... <laughs> is it even called Shop Zone anymore? What is it called? I don't know. <laughs> it, was called that, it was called that 20 years ago, yeah. Uh, just, just, just call the hotline number that Mean Gene gives you, and uh, you'll talk to a representative and... Uh, what? 900 909 9900 Yes, well that was WCW, but still. 
I'll still call and I'll order a Rusev Day shirt. <laughs> we told you we're not those people anymore. Sir, we still find China and New Jersey. We don't have a Rosov Day shirt. <laughs> find China and New Jersey. Isn't that an oxymoron? Take that, New Jersey. <laughs> don't people say bad things about New Jersey? Can't I get in on the, the joke train? No, no good. <laughs> Okay, so it is it is Rusev taking on Nakamura at a match that means very little because it's it's for no it's basically for for bragging rights as I mentioned uh, I mentioned this on the show a lot um, so it's just a grudge match a temporary grudge uh, not for any titles not for any uh, positions for WrestleMania Nakamura already has his ticket for WrestleMania to take on uh, whoever wins the main event. Uh, a fast lane so it's just a match and it's actually a very good match like i said all the matches are good and th- this match actually was better than i thought it would be um i enjoyed well, it well i said yeah i said that the match had potential to be good yeah because these guys are so good would wwe book it that way would the agents arrange something that's that uh you know gave these guys an opportunity to shine or would they just go out there and and just you know, push one another around just to be safe. No, they performed like they, they were, you know, was it the best match either of these guys have ever had? I don't think yes. so. Oh, yeah. no, no, I mean, no, of course not. <laughs> but, uh, but very good. And, and you gotta love Aiden English. Uh, at first I hated the idea that he was going to be uh, a mouthpiece for Rusev. And I have completely changed my position on that. I, I'm all for it. I'm, I really am all for it. Aiden English has now stopped being like a directionless leftover half of the Vaude villains and has kind of returned back to his old, old, old NXT gimmick and, and good for him so to kind like, of have found himself. If, if like six to eight months ago you would have said, hey, hey, Darren, so you know Rusev and Lana? They're going to ditch Lana, right, and replace her with Aiden English. You'd have been like, <laughs> you're crazy, but I would have been right. Um, I would have been right. Uh, Nakamura goes over on Rusev because why would you stunt Nakamura's momentum going into the main event at WrestleMania? Um, So you wouldn't, you wouldn't unless you fed coffee to it as a child. (laughs) It's true. This is true. It stunts growth. Uh, So Nakamura does win with the Kinshasa on Rusev and the one, two, three pin. Uh, Nakamura, now he's going to WrestleMania. Oh, he was going to do that anyway. So, uh, whatever, he wins the match. But we did get to see him point at the WrestleMania sign and the weird way that he points at things. Yeah, I appreciate the weird pointing at the WrestleMania sign. Yeah, because I was like, God, I hate everyone who points at the WrestleMania sign. And then he did it, and then someone else does it later. And it was like, okay, it's okay. It's, it's cool again. It's cool again. It's cool if Shinsuke Nakamura does it. Right, because he points the way he points at things is cool than in any other way people point at things. So. <laughs> Well, he is victorious, like you said, and we both said he would be victorious. So here we are with the matches that we knew were going to happen because we had no idea that pre-show match was going to happen. So here we are. This is the first of the matches that we've picked. And out of the six matches that we've picked, we are currently 1-0. and Hey. The second match of the night is the United States Championship match. As the champion, the glorious one himself, Bobby Roode, takes on the challenger, Randy Orton. Randy Orton, the Viper, the many, many time world champion, is going after Bobby Roode, so the story goes, because this is the one belt Randy has definitely never had. 
Randy wants to capture that United States championship only because he can. And we both picked Randy Orton to accomplish that goal. Yeah, I uh, I mean, it was obvious that there was this was the best way to get Randy Orton on WrestleMania, um, which is kind of why we went this way. It's sad, though, because Bobby Roode hasn't held the title for very long. I feel like the title was vacant for longer than Bobby Roode actually held it. So, like, Bobby Roode's title reign is tied with a vacancy for the title, um, which is very depressing. Um, because also, you know, the... The U.S. title getting to Bobby Roode was was, was kind of convoluted as well because there was the U.S. title tournament to to become the new champion after the vacated title from Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler, who vacated the title for unknown reasons, and and uh, you know why not just have Bobby Roode go over in that triple threat match for the U.S. title against Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler to begin with? If if he was just gonna lose it to to Randy Orton pretty early on anyway, who gave a shit? So it was it was a lot of trouble for nothing, which I didn't like. And I don't like that for Bobby Roode, but I'm not surprised that Randy Orton walks away with the title belt, and uh, neither were you because you said the same thing would happen, and that makes us two and zero. Oh. We did it. Two and zero, oh, we did it. We're sorry, Bobby Roode. Like I said, they should have left you in the oven of NXT a little bit longer. You weren't done cooking uh, on WWE minor leagues. Not it's not, and it's not your fault, bud. It is not your fault. I just knew it, you're, you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer like Ty Dillinger. They, they don't want you there. They don't want you there. Don't let them fool you with that brief title run. They really <laughs> just want. They really just want. No, Randy no, Darren. The stars. The stars. The limit. Bobby Roode here. It's a horrible Bobby Roode. Hi, you know me. I'm Bobby Roode. I'm Bobby Roode. You can see me on Sesame Street. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, next up, we have a tag match between four non-tag team wrestling women. Yay. That's right. We got a fight that it's, uh, again, why does it happen? Turns out I'm glad it did happen, but why did it happen? <laughs> we have Becky Lynch teaming with Naomi. We had that fire and that glow taking on Natalia and Carmella, a couple of uh, princesses, a couple of biatches, if you will. Wow. And Miss Money in the Bank and the Cat Lady are taking on Straight Fire and the Glow in this tag team match. See, I can do it too. I can do, I can out Michael Cole, Michael Cole. I can speak in nicknames only. <laughs> Well, uh, a champion's advantage here, Darren, uh, and uh, I hate that one. Champion's advantage. Ugh. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, they mention it in every single match now. Oh, every I single know. match. Oh, I know. And this is an interesting fact here. First time Natalia's ever, uh, ever, ever, ever worn pink in her uniform uh, on a Thursday. And, uh, and Carmella, actually, interesting. Seven time, seven time hair have her Carmella. Uh, it's like. <laughs> Uh, I will I will kill these bullshit statistics and and record setting things that, the, that they talk about. The seven time hair haver. She to be fair to Carmella, she is the seven time hair haver. So th- th- there's that. Um, Does that mean seven times only, or at least seven times? At least seven times. She she's so okay. young. She has many years to live. God willing. Uh, it's actually a decent tag team match. I, I mean. 
the the build up for this is is pretty pretty minimal. It's just you got a problem with me? Let go, dead on in the ring. Um, but it, it's a decent match. I'm these, these walking are... in with the belt. <laughs> oh my God. We're walking in with no titles because there are no tag titles for women, and we're walking out with no tag titles, no tag titles for women. Um, so, I mean, these are four competent women wrestlers, so it's going to be a decent match. Again, doesn't mean a whole lot, but anyway, thanks for coming. We were wrong, however. We said that the uh, faces would get the win on the on the evil heels, uh, Natalia and Carmella. We were wrong about that. Natalia and Carmella pull out the, the W-I-N. That means win. Uh, <laughs> so... It means it, and it spells it. It means it, and it spells it. So, uh, that's it. We got that one wrong. Hurt my heart. So at this point, we are two and one for the evening, and that means we're going into the fourth match of the evening, and that is the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship match. It is the rematch, re 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 rematch, re 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 rematch between the champions, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions, the Usos, and the former champions, the New Day. Of course, the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, The New Day, Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Xavier Woods. These guys take on one another for the umpteenth time, and we picked the Usos to win this match. Well, they didn't lose the match. (laughs) This actually is uh, one of the very rarely called in WWE no contests. Because even the matches that seem like they're going to end up uh, as a no contest usually end up having a winner by disqualification. This is a true blue no contest. Did you know that this is the first time there's a no contest at a Fastlane pay-per-view, Darren? It's record-breaking, record-setting. We did it again, WWE. Patting ourselves on the back, getting trophies, getting Grammys, getting Emmys. Uh, EGOTs, how about EGOTs can we get an EGOT getting EGOTs, getting an SBs, putting diplomas on our wall (laughs) uh, all those things, because the first one's ever happened so that means a whole lot to everybody what diplomas Um, maybe a DDS a doctor of dental surgery maybe a DDT (laughs) maybe it's Damien's dinner time Uh, could be, Damien's dinner time indeed uh, so, but it's you, you say it's happened a lot, and it has happened a lot. Uh, you're not a liar, Darren. You're a lot of things, but you you ain't no liar. Um, so it is a good match. These guys know each other so well. They work together so well. However, the match is interrupted by those two rascals, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. The old, the old prospectors. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers show up, and Dude, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers music. It, it's good. You like it. It's, it's good. I like it. Oh, I know you do, pal. And the one sad thing about the Bludgeon Brothers existing is it makes me long for the genius to call them the Brothers Bludgeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Brothers Bludgeon. Uh, I would uh, really... uh, by the way, yeah. uh, I don't know if it is uh, the keto diet. I don't know if it is DDP yoga. Or I don't know if it's some old-fashioned hanging, hanging and banging dude, <laughs> but uh, Luke Harper looks like one million dollars. Yeah, both uh, of them are really, really good shape for sure. That's the best shape I've ever seen Luke Harper in. Extraordinarily good shape. Good for him. We had a lot of he had a lot of time to time off to to work on his diet and exercise, I guess. 
Well, he did a good job. He did a fine. He did a fine job. He did a fine job. You should marry that man. He's a fine man. Uh, no, they're both like a million bucks. Uh, both of them got uh, the super strength, and they beat up on the Usos and the New Day, uh, and basically devastate uh, both tag teams. Uh, and, and maybe devastate's not a strong enough word for what they did to Xavier Woods. Uh, when they slammed him on the uh, ring entrance stairs, and uh, his the way he sold that was very disturbing. Uh, <laughs> looked like he was seizing, and it was like if I if I were an EMT or referee, I'd probably have to like hold his hand and like whisper, squeeze my hand if you're okay, because I was genuinely worried about Xavier Woods, and I think a lot of the WWE universe uh, would also agree with that. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That that was the uh, the highlight uh, or the low light, uh, however you want to look at it, of the devastation that the uh, the brothers Bludgeon brought. <laughs> so I'm assuming that this will, of course, lead to a triple threat match between these teams at WrestleMania. I uh, what do you think? I don't know. It's it's kind of tough because you actually have the New Day and uh, the Usos team up to take on the Bludgeon Brothers this past SmackDown. So I feel like that they have no quarrel, man. They have no quarrel. They just want to take out them, uh, take them out them, them Bludgeon Brothers. So I, I don't know what's going to end up happening there. It seems like one tag team is not powerful enough to get the job done. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen going into WrestleMania. So Maybe they'll have Braun Strowman come over and beat all seven of them. There you go. That's what it is uh, in a one versus seven handicap match. Braun, Braun Strowman can end WrestleMania holding four tag belts. There you go. Uh, I, I, I don't know why that hasn't been booked yet. Um, the Usos do retain it has, it has. The, the Usos do retain the titles, which is basically what we said would happen. The Usos would hold on to those titles. Technically, though, not a clean win. It is a no contest. Uh, so we'll count this in the uh, in, in the in the third column, which we don't like to have a third column. That makes us two one and one. I don't like two one and one. Two one and one sounds like. Bad. Sounds like we don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> so hopefully the show ends in our favor. Let's get into it. The penultimate match of the evening is for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. The SmackDown Live Women's Champion being Charlotte Flair. And she takes on Ruby Riot without the riot squad uh, uh just for a moment of course right 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 ruby came out all by herself and i thought well how about that she's a big girl now she came out all by herself ruby riot i mean come on like i i said that this should have been the main event of the night this could be the main event of wrestlemania charlotte flair and ruby riot uh, they are a yin and yang there's nothing uh, there's nothing alike about these women. They are, they are two sides of a coin. Like, you know, they're women and they're wrestlers. That's where the the comparison stops. And to me, that makes for the best kind of opponents. Right. Is when you are very, very, very different. And Charlotte and Ruby are incredibly different, and they look so amazing in a standoff, looking at one another from across the ring. And then when they tie it up, it looks even better. 
Yeah, I uh, I feel bad. I feel like this could have very easily have been the SmackDown Live Women's Championship match for WrestleMania uh, between yeah. the two of them. And it deserved to be. I know a lot of people aren't quite as into Ruby Riot as we are. Um, but, I mean, she's such a great competitor and such a good wrestler. And she's so different. And she looks so different. Um, well, what's funny, though, is is they're, the way they're pushing the angle between the two of them. Ruby Riot saying, like, you know, you're, you're Miss Perfect and you have this pedigree. And, you know, we're outcasts and everything. And it's like, if this were a movie, Ruby Riot would be the good guy and Charlotte would be the bad guy. She'd be the popular cheerleader that everyone hates. It's a horrible person. Ruby Riot is the outcast with the heart of gold who has to have her moment in the sun at the end of the movie. So, yeah, they, they got to kind of watch that. Um, but I guess, I mean, now that this match is over, that's kind of over um, but anyway, th- this match could have been WrestleMania quality is what I'm trying to say. Um, and it was a very, very good match. And like we predicted, it would be one of the better matches of the night. And to me, it was. Uh, to me, it absolutely was. And uh, we said Charlotte, though, would retain that title. She did retain that title. So she's going into WrestleMania with the Women's Championship belt. However, she's got herself an opponent because Asuka, the Empress of Tomorrow, shows up at the end of the match makes her presence known, and then points to the WrestleMania sign because she officially made her choice following her win at the Royal Rumble, the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, she won Charlotte's belt, and uh, that's going to be a really good match. I, I don't know, man. Uh, shifting gears here, you got Charlotte and Ruby. Now you got Charlotte and Asuka. And I'm just thinking, you got Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan at ringside, and then you got Ronda Rousey over on Raw and Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks and Absolution. I know we've talked about it before, but I have to take another minute and say this is such the golden age of women's wrestling. There's never been this period before. Like I said, the reason I got so excited about the Women's Royal Rumble in January was because, to me, it was like the Men's Royal Rumble from 1990 or 91 or 92. It was like WCW's World War III in like 97, 98. To see this top-notch, high-caliber talent among the women's division at every turn, there are no weak links. There are no jobbers. You look around and you see incredible uh, ability, incredible looks, incredible personalities. And to me... You don't really have that at the very tip-top of the men's division right now. There isn't that overwhelming elite feeling, but there is in the women's division. And like I said, to to 30 seconds apart, go from Charlotte and Ruby to Charlotte and Asuka. I mean, hell, that to me, that's like Hogan Flair, Hogan Sid from Royal Rumble 92. You know, that that's that's a big deal. That's like... That's like Bret Hart, Stone Cold, Undertaker, Michaels. Those four mixing right. it up. Like, no, no, like 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 Oscar Charlotte Flair is like like two of the best women's wrestlers in the world fighting each other. Ever? Yeah, ever. Absolutely. And we're getting them, and we're getting them both in their prime, in the on the biggest stage of them all against each other. I mean, you know what? For all the grief that we give WWE, sometimes they get it right. In spite of themselves, they sometimes do get it right. Yes. 
So, looking forward to that match, of course. But, the question is, who's going to fight Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania with that uh, WWE Championship belt around their waist? Well, probably not during the match, but you know what I mean. They're going to carry it to the ring, at least. Uh, there's a six-pack challenge for that championship, which is held by AJ Styles, who is in this match. He is defending his title against John Cena, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Baron Corbin, and Dolph we don't know what to do with you, Ziggler. And uh, that's his new name. That's his new name. Um, <laughs> and six-pack it challenge. Fits. It suits him. The six-pack challenge actually was uh, pretty entertaining, pretty well booked. Uh, I, I, I did enjoy it. Again, these are all competent wrestlers, uh, so it's going to be a good match. It's a lot of close calls in six-pack challenge. Uh, and, of course, the Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens situation comes to a head. They're obviously having their difficulties. Their their friendship is called into question. And Sami Zayn looks like he's about to actually do what he said, which is lay down for Kevin Owens so Kevin Owens can win the title. Uh, but then Kevin Owens decides it's not good enough. He wants to pick Sami Zayn up to actually maybe hit him with a pop-up powerbomb or something. But Sami Zayn rolls up Kevin Owens for a two-count and then uh, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn both go for pinfalls and they get pulled out by uh, by Shane or Shane pulls the referee out, kind of stops them from winning the match. So that's going on. But while all that's going on, AJ Styles, who is actually, I believe, AA'd by John Cena into the announcer's table, uh, finally regains consciousness. He shows up out of nowhere and gets the pin, gets the win, retains the belt, and we have our dream match, Darren. We have the match that I said would happen a year ago, and I'm, I'm right, and everyone has to chant my name forever because of it. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura taking on AJ Styles at WrestleMania. Uh, so that's very cool. That is very cool. It is very cool. Let's keep our fingers crossed. They don't find some way to bungle it in the next couple of weeks. They, uh, they dodge their own bullet here. They set up a huge barricade, and AJ burst right through it. This matchup burst right through the barricade. and uh, Typically, that's what Nia Jax does, is burst through the barricade. Uh, so this time, this time it was them. Interesting. <laughs> Touché. So Touché. that's it for the fast lane. That's it for our head-to-head. Head-to-head. Where we had all the same picks... Uh, which didn't make for a very interesting head-to-head. Head-to-head. Only technically really wrong once out of six, so I, I, I like that quite a bit. I think that's pretty good for us, right, Darren? It is outstanding. I'm still waiting for the perfect score, but four, one, and one ain't bad. Hey, man, four out of six ain't bad. That's what Meatloaf once said. Did you enjoy Fastlane? Are you enjoying our WrestleMania Roundup? <laughs> Are you enjoying our WrestleMania drive-by? Let us know. There are a lot of ways to do that. Hit us up on Twitter at Ref and Show Podcast, R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook, like and share. We appreciate that. Send us a Gmail. Where? At Gmail. The whole Ref and Show at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Or, or dig us on Instagram. That's right. The photo sharing that you love. You love when we share photos, don't you? You love it. 
So keep checking us out. Keep liking them. Leave us some comments. Ask us some questions. Send us a link to your photos. This is how we do it on Instagram at the whole reffin show. Yes, indeed we do. We did it again. And then that's it for us, folks. Never again will you see episode 78 from us here at the whole reffin show. One time only, one and done. That's us, right? Well, but well, it is. But I mean, one time, one and done recording it. But dear listeners, you can listen to the episode as many times as you like. You probably want to listen to this episode multiple times. I can't say I blame you. But uh, my name is Perry Smith, and my name is Darren Beasley. And we'll catch you next week for the 79th edition of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reference show. Goodbye, folks. Goodbye, folks. Take her in your arms and you plan a good one on her. Oh, tonight's tonight, 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 tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. Yeah, it's your night, bro. Oh, yeah, bro, you're gonna do it. You're gonna cut it. It's gonna come you're to you. You're making me nervous. Baby.